There's no way around it. Caring for a loved one with dementia is not for the faint of heart. We don't know what we don't know, and many families focus so much on the person with dementia that they forget to keep their eyes on the family member managing care, which can be catastrophic. In this podcast, we'll help you become more proactive and remind you to focus on yourself. We will share challenges and wins and guidance from professionals at every step in the journey of caring for a loved one with Alzheimer's and other dementias. Welcome to the Eye on the Caregiver podcast. Joining us today are Peter Joshua Burroughs and Carlos Cesar Rodriguez, the creative geniuses behind Reach Out Through Music. It's easy, also known as Roma's Three Arts. Both of our guests have impressive resumes of the work they have done around the world. We have worked with them a number of times, and I'm really excited about this, this episode of the podcast because our foundation has such a foundation of music, right? And working with you guys and some of them, we've done benefits in the past, so we're all big music fans and we've seen the magic of, of what we uh, what you guys do and the magic of music and how it can be so interactive. So first of all, thank you for joining us today. Thank it's, you. Thank you very much. For it's the our pleasure to be with you. Thanks so much, Sean and uh, Michelle. It's so great to be talking with you and so great to be reunited. Yeah, it's know, been a while since COVID, right? I mean, we uh, we really haven't yeah. haven't had any live interaction with you for a number of years. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, Peter, you, you have been a real friend to our organization and I first met you through the uh, wonderful pro program uh, organization in Washington, DC called arts for the aging. That's when I first met you and I saw, you know, what your program is and, and we engage with them to do, um, what you call your cooperation program with our community and a local memory cafe that we support. So I always tell people that the work you do with aging adults is like magic. I, I, I take so many videos that I, I take the videos just because if someone, I, I just want them to see for themselves, like what I'm seeing. So can you take a minute and just share with our audience how you work with older adults before we kind of dive into the benefits and, and more specifics? Sure. I mean, I think the, the biggest key is that we need to be intuitive. We need to be in the moment and we need to accept where anyone is coming from. I mean, it doesn't, it's not just for older adults, just for anyone when they want to enter into a musical experience. And so I think, um, I mean, as far as like practice, we do, uh, I, I take my art form, which is opera, and I try to make it accessible and easy to jump into. So, for instance, anyone can say la la la, right? You could do yeah. it right now. Rather do say it. La la la. La la la. And then we create a sequence. La la la. La la la. La 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 la. And then I repeat with them, like you, with all of you. La la la. La la la. La 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 la. And so, you know, we're we're taking uh, just the idea of rhythm. And we're making it easily accessible. A point of entry. I think points of entry are probably the most important thing that we use when we're interacting with anyone in music. Um, and that can quickly be turned into singing as a group by adding the piano, which Carlos does. Then I add this. So you can already hear that that rhythm is in what he played. And then you can add the voices to it. La, la, la. La 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 la. 
course, then we invite them to join and with us, and we repeat it. And repetition repeat, is important Repetition well. is also very important. Okay, that just made me happy. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said that just made I me just... happy. Oh, good. Yeah, well, that's the idea, to excite, um, uh, start to make people comfortable, happy to share, um, happy to... Um, just simple, like a simple rhythm. It doesn't matter right or wrong, anything, you know, so that, so that there's an atmosphere already from the beginning that everybody can do this, that we're together doing this and we call it opera. And then of course he goes into opera, which is cooperation, which is working together. Yeah. So I like to say that you can't have cooperation without opera in the middle of it, the words, the letters, O-P-E-R-A, spell opera, and it's sandwiched between co, which is a prefix, and it means doing something together, and shun, which in this case means the act of doing that. So it's the act of operating together. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. And um, you take it to another level beyond that even. You know, you have your you, your music, Carlos, you accompany on the, on the piano like you're doing just now, but you also... Um, are able to do this virtually, which is what we love, right? Because we reach so many caregivers virtually, but you also can bring in props, right? And if you're in person, you can bring in props, but you can also sort of have, have that same effect and bring in props when you're doing a program virtually. And that, the, the um, older adults that we work with, they just love that, you know, they just love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we have one you might not here. have um, pillows dressed with tango dresses in your house. You <laughs> might not have mannequins with, with Spanish dance costumes on them, but you might have a paintbrush. And if you don't have a paintbrush, you might have a pen. And so if we take music to the point where we're using our imagination to create something, and we think about a paintbrush in place of the conductor's baton, and we just draw a triangle in the air, one, two, three, one, Two, la la la, la la la, la 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 again, la la la, la la la, la 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 la. And then we have them participate with whatever they have, if they have a pencil or their hand, and say, and you will say, maestro. Now you're gonna see them, um, or see them in person, or see them virtually, and then they start doing moving you know with the whatever they have and then i could create either you know with a loud or soft or fast or slow or fast so we can play you know we can repeat that and spend some time with that sort of exploring tempos rhythm with everybody yeah and actually virtually at first, we were very nervous about how are we going to meet up with people online and have a similar experience to an in-person gathering, right? Because, And we realized quickly that in, a, in the virtual atmosphere, we see every face on the screen if they're all on separate computers, and we have direct communication with each one of them at the same time, whereas in a group setting, we're constantly turning around and trying to address each person. Um, the other real advantage to virtual programming was that we were reaching people in their homes and in the homes, there were generally caregivers with them instead of just being with a, with a group of people. 
And so those caregivers could enter in in the same way that the participants could. Um, and we try to make our programming reach out to the needs of each person and provide multiple points of entry so that it's not boring to one or the other. This is, uh, what you guys do is just so amazing. And I, I actually use you guys as an example so many times when I'm talking to people that I meet about our foundation and, and the things that we do. And I, you know, music is such a strong connector to emotion. And, you know, I saw it with my dad, right? So I remember when my dad was, you know, kind of in the late stages, we hadn't, uh, he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, but, you know, we hadn't moved him yet into any kind of facility. And I remember sitting there um, having a conversation, not really trying to have a conversation, and I was listening to music, and I remember it was uh, Ingrid Michaelson's uh, song, and I was playing it out loud on my phone or something, and he just lit up. And he was like, that's, that's nice. That's nice. Like, I, was, I couldn't really have a conversation with him during the, you know, before that, but he just connected with it. Like, he, he always loved music. And you know, I've been to you know, some of your live performances and just seeing people that you really are, are not talking, you know, they're just sitting there and they're just look kind of like a blank stare, you know, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, they're banging on the drum, they're smiling, they're doing all kinds. It's just, it's, it's such a, unless you see it yourself, it's so hard to appreciate what you guys do. So um, when you, when you kind of think about, you know, this, you know, can you give us some of your experiences and, and what you've seen happen in some of the work that you've guys done and the programs that you've done. Yeah, so I mean, speaking of a similar situation, it's amazing how music seems to reach through many of the barriers of Alzheimer's. And I'm not, I'm not a trained music therapist. My work is mostly intuitive. I would say that what we do is semi-therapeutic, but it's based on intuition and the desire to bring people into community, right? So in the very first years of me doing this kind of work, I got into a situation where there was someone who just was rocking, you know, not focusing their eyes, not really in touch with anyone in the room, but still present in the room. But the minute that music started, the head came, they focused on me, and they tried to, to make speech sounds, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. And I think uh, from what I remember, one of the amazing experiences was uh, it, it, what Peter was saying, and all of a sudden he started singing... And just the matter of playing with the music, also the words, you know, all of a sudden it's like waking up, you know, you, you will see them wake up to this, to somehow the music connected to them and they started to even saying the lyrics of the songs, you know, through the music in, in some way. So the, every time we have done it, a couple of times I was just like just in tears, you know, it's like, oh my, it's amazing. Yeah. And just the other day, we we're actually on a, a virtual program with, with one participant and that participant kept saying, oh, I don't really like opera, um, but I like this. Well, what do you like? So you give them a chance to say what they like. And they said, well, I like love me tender. And then we start oh, singing yeah. along with love me tender. 
love me true, never let me go. And the universality of music is that it's about communication and bringing people into the experience. So it doesn't matter to us whether it's opera, whether it's folk song, whether it's Spanish music, whether it's tango, whether it's bolero, whether it's Elvis Presley. It's about bringing someone into an experience. And that's, I think, one of the unique things that, that can really help caregivers is, you know, don't try to plan anything that you have to make happen. Just listen and respond to a musical cue that you might be getting or give a musical cue, see where they respond and, and move with it. And there, there's this whole song that came out mentioning <laughs> caregivers. We were, and her name is Sainabu. So, Sainabu, Sainabu, que rico bailar con Sainabu, After we've done all these intervals, and then all, all of a sudden, then her name went into the music, and then it just went into whole participation of everybody, <laughs> not just the. I, I think that was just just great. So it has developed into a whole different. Yeah, I mean, I guess through through the the explorations that we do in all of our work, we've developed kind of a framework for making improvisation um, less complicated and less scary. I mean, I'm I'm a classical musician. I never wanted to try to improvise at all. But through the work that I've done with. Alzheimer's and cognitively um, impaired older adults, as well as caregivers, I've learned how to improvise better. Um, so, ex for example, if I just say Zainabu, 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 a que rico bailar con Zainabu. So we're just saying Zainabu is the woman's name. How nice it is to dance with her. And it got the participants really excited because they know Sainabu and she's on with us. But that can be used in many different ways. For instance, you can just assign some kind of uh, neutral word to that repetition, right? Call and response. It's something that's in our DNA, I think, right? So I call out, you respond to me. And we could say, Umbrella, 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 umbrella today. Cha cha cha. Because, umbrella. Because it happens that when we started doing the workshop, it was raining. So say, what word can you think of? And we got a response, umbrella. So we decided, oh, umbrella. Now I come from the other world, which is improvised to make something happen and. So the idea is to to make the uh, combination of rhythm and sound, which I always believe there's in it's also in this infancy that sound rhythm. There's certain sounds and certain rhythms that gets people um, there uh, neurologically get get going. Sort of why from whether is we're using it for this project or whether we like why do we find a tune catchy or why does a tune pop tune become so popular? Because somehow there's certain arrangements of those intervals that just, you know, is gets ingrained, you know, then, and then of course we decided, okay, there's the word umbrella, umbrella, umbrella today. And then we had, we developed this entire workshop from um, sighing 
from relaxing. Oh, yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> you, you mentioned, uh, well, I'm not sure if you did mention this, but you know, you don't know what kind of a mood you're bringing into the room. You don't want, know what kind of a mood is existing in someone else's body, in their mind. You don't know whether they're experiencing pain, whether they're lonely, whether they're sad, whether they're elated. But you want to meet people on an emotional level. And so, start with something that we all know of. I mean, every one of us has been tired at one point in our life, right? So what do we do if we're tired? We yawn, right? So we go, oh. So that's going from high to low sound-wise. And we could even think about if I'm sad, I might sigh. So how about we say, I'm, oh my goodness. So we get sighing music, right? Yeah, we get sighing music. I'm a I'm a sighing. I'm a sighing today. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired today. But then, but then we kind of change it. Put in a word that's not necessarily emotional. We can say. The word for vest in Spanish, chaleco. Chale oh, well, you can say, okay, I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking. Then we exercise. I'm walking today. So I exercise faster and faster. I'm walking today. And then I'm dancing. I'm dancing. I'm dancing today. I'm dancing, I'm dancing, I'm dancing today. Now I'm not tired. I'm not tired. I'm dancing. Not tired today. Now we have an umbrella. Because I'm walking. I'm walking. With my umbrella. Umbrella. The umbrella. Now. All right, then we amp it up a little bit. rhythms clapping and so I, it was it was to me it's amazing it's to me it was even amazing that we just re recently did a workshop um how it was four weeks um it was separated by four weeks correct so we did a four session series with a specific center that had a mixed population of many different ages but focused on people with cognitive and other disabilities plus um, Alzheimer's. So when we just got there the last time was a couple of days ago, the first thing he said to me, saw me and said, umbrella, umbrella, mm. umbrella. It's amazing just the fact that so powerful music, sound. And of course, we, then we use opera and not in this, I mean, we use from opera, but that what it is is the combination of words, rhythm, and dance and to create experience. The synergy of you two is just amazing. Like, I, I'm just enjoying it so much, like how you guys play each other. And I know it's all just kind of off the cuff. And I hope this is coming through the podcast because 
like this is how it is like when when i've you know been in some of your programs and just how you know you know i, I don't know how affecting you are and how you get people moving and i'm sitting here just at my computer now like doing this podcast kind of <laughs> dancing around a little bit and smiling and i'm happy now i, I mean and you know that's what you, you guys do it's just it's I, you know, what's interesting to me, and I tell people who are involved, you know, who don't know much about Alzheimer's, haven't gone through the journey, that, you know, the mind is so interesting, right? And in some ways, it's like having a room with all these doors, right? And some are open and some are closed, right? And the one thing that I tell people about music is it just seems to open the door, right? And it may open a door to the past, right? And, and make a connection to, oh, that's a song that I used to listen to when I was in high school, you know, 60 years ago, or it could open just other emotions, just, just feelings of emotion that they can't even understand. So, um, just awesome. Well, just like, uh, you, just like you said, Sean, like, Oh, I'm so happy. Like five seconds into, you know, your very first run on the piano, he was like, I'm so happy. And that's, <laughs> what, that's what we see. And I, I'm so glad that you're able to sort of, um, incorporate that into this conversation because it it really is magic and i'm just going to keep on saying that i, I kind of want to reference one specific time and um sean and i grew up in maryland we grew up in Bowie, maryland and because of our own age we have a lot of family friends who are dealing with the same thing they're caring for a parent who has alzheimer's or dementia or other cognitive impairments maybe they have um, issues with Parkinson's disease. And I, I remember when I, when we do our programs are open to everyone, but in this particular case, we were doing something at the Bowie senior center. So I reached out to all of my friends that I knew were in this journey. And I asked them to, um, I, I, you know, urged them to come. I'm like, we're going to be in Bowie. Lo would love to see you bring your mom, bring, you know, and across the board, everyone was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And they had different reasons. Like, well, my mom really isn't into opera or my, my mom isn't verbal or my dad, um, you know, he is just doesn't say much. And I said, I, I'm, I'm just going to beg, like, please come, please come because I want you to see for yourself. And the, the caregivers that were more um, hesitant. Um, I found it very interesting. The most hesitant of my friends that just weren't sure that their parents were going to enjoy it in turn had their parent who w just got so engaged, so engaged. And like, you could see her face lit up both. I'm thinking of two in particular, their faces lit up. They were, they were moving, they were trying to speak something that they hadn't done in weeks, you know, and we as family members, sometimes I think we kind of speak for our parents and think, oh, I don't really want to take them. They wouldn't like it. Or they're too tired today. Or, well, they just, they're, they're not mobile. They're in a wheelchair and they're, you know, what, what, how is this going to benefit them? And I'm like, if you only knew, <laughs> you know, that's why I take so many videos. I'm like, let me just send you a video. Um, this is why, this is why. And, you know, Sean, we grew up in a family, um, our parent, my dad, like not so much my mom, but he was really into music. And you, the, the programs that we've done with you were kind of centered around the opera Carmen. 
And I, you know, and so I'm very familiar with that just growing up, you know, and what my dad used to listen to. But as you're doing this today, I, I, I wanted to just jump in and say, Sean, can you imagine if dad was in a position where um, he went to a program like this and like Pirates of Penzance, which is like something he used to listen to over and over and yeah. over again. Um, the musical South Pacific, he listened to it over and over and over again. And I just Fedor on the roof. <laughs> I just remember that like, yeah. like so much that I mean he loved all that music and and he 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 loved jazz. He would he he loved opera. I mean he was just so appreciative of a lot of different genres of music. Yeah, and I think the joy that he would have gotten. Um, and I and I think that again we sometimes as caregivers, especially when we are. Um, sort of in that sandwich generation where we're dealing with, we're caring for our own children and our parents at the same time. Sometimes I think we kind of speak for them and be like, oh no, they're too tired. They wouldn't like it or they wouldn't do this. But honestly, if I could get you in front of every single older adult, <laughs> you know, everyone can benefit so greatly from it. And I just, um, I can't say enough um, great things about what it is you do and the impact that it has. Um, I just, I just can't. So I just I want to stop. do a zoom call with you guys every day for like five minutes, like around 11 o'clock in the morning to get me out of my, <laughs> get, get me back in a good mood again. Yeah, no. It, well, we need to do it for ourselves too. I mean, that's the one thing that I have always said is that my work with older adults in particular um, recharges me. You know, I might go in with the weight of the world on my back, but when I leave an hour long session, I, I have a new lease on life. I mean, it's about this energy that passes back and forth. And I think one of the things trying to tell someone what we do, it's very easy for someone to say, oh, that's childlike. Oh, they wouldn't like that. They don't. I don't like opera. It's too loud. It's boring. You can't understand it because it's in, in a different language. But the key is that we're not your typical opera performers. We are people that are really committed to inviting people into the experience. And I think that that's a big part of why it works. I always encourage people to be childlike. I say, I hope you don't mind. I'm childlike in the way I approach things. That means that I have few inhibitions, that I'm willing to jump in, try new things, and that I'm generally all the good qualities of being a child. And I always say I try not to be childish because when I'm childish, I get myself in trouble and I don't need any more trouble. <laughs> that's so true. So, <laughs> so and true, then, you know, but, it, but and of a, course they all would be saying oh but i want to get in trouble <laughs> right, right and then they, 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 <laughs> um, you said something that triggered something in my mind the the very first time that i um that i saw your program um it was a um, arts arts for the aging i think it was maybe in like gaithersburg or something and i was driving over there there was two accidents tons <laughs> of traffic um I was just going to bail. I was like, you know, I really want to be there, but this is no, no. And I remember pulling into the parking lot and I was so frazzled. I'm like, I, I don't even want to go in. This was just, I think I had allowed an extra hour because I was going to make a call and I ended up being like arriving two minutes before it started. Or I might've even been a minute late or something, you know? And I was like, I'm not even going to go in. And I walked in with such a, um, I guess, you know, I'll call it on myself like a bad attitude. You know, I'm, I'm like, I, I, there's a million things I'd rather do right now than this because what a, what a drive that was and it, there was nothing fun about it. And when I left, 
I could not stop smiling. You know, I'm like, this is the greatest thing there ever was. And, you know, I, you don't even know you need it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes you don't even know how much you need it. And then when it's introduced, you're like, where has this been my whole life? You know, I know for myself, music is huge. It's where it's my go-to for everything. Like I can have song lyrics for every experience in my life, good or bad. You know, a song will, that's my experience, you know, um, and many people are like that, but many people are not, you know, but everyone can benefit, you know, young, old, fully here, you know, fully aware or cognitively, you know, compromised, everyone can benefit. Yeah. And I think it's important that I, I recall that program very, very distinctly. I remember meeting you. I didn't realize that you were late just because it's always such a crazy get everything ready once you get there. And I probably had been in, in the exact same traffic, right? But I knew that once I got there, I just unpacked my things and, and you know, the people there will create magic for me. I just have to buy into their energy. And, you know, I bring my castanets. Oh, you know, something interesting to look at and to hear. And, and costumes. We used to bring costumes and props. Of course, in the virtual age, we, we started having people bring the costumes and props themselves. Okay. But, a, you know, it's just meeting people where they are and letting them lead you exactly. into the next exercise rather than saying, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and you're going to get this and I'm going to get this. We never know what we're going to put in. We never really know what we're going to get out. We just know that the the commitment to bringing people together through music is there. We usually have an outline, but then it goes, then what happens is somebody will wanted to do something different or the experiences we get into the words and what does, what do you make you think of, you know, this word of um, whatever we're saying at the moment, you know, rainbows over the rainbow. So <laughs> every, so we start talking about their experiences in there. So then it diverts into something else. So like what Peter say, it, it, it it's an inter, uh, interplay of they, they start leading where we're going to, you know, and then the, all the, all of a sudden the caregivers start, reacting to what we're saying and then it becomes a whole activity for everybody um, mm -hmm. yes it does it, it most certainly does so i mean it's just oh, go ahead <laughs> i was just gonna say it's kind of like going up a pathway oops that's the key that doesn't play let me play i'm gonna play the piano now You know, and that's it's just playing all the black keys on the piano. But the cool thing about, about the black keys, if I play the black keys, Carlos can play almost anything else on the black keys and it's going to sound OK. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's I just love how you guys just pull stuff off like that. I I'm in awe of musicians, you know, like when I go to live, I love live music and I just love to go and stand so close. I can see them playing. I just in awe of 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 you guys and what you guys do. So, you know, I just want to touch on one thing, too. You talk on your your websites, you know, tagline reads engage, enrich, empower. Um, and I think we see that. Right. I mean, I, I I'm. I'm 100% gay. I'm 150% engaged right now. Um, and we see this in intuitive music and what you guys do and how it 
affects caregivers and, and their loved ones. So like we've talked about a lot today and, you know, but if you could, if you could, you know, synthesize the benefits of what you're doing down into like a couple like three or four kind of main benefits, takeaways of people listening to this podcast, the, what in your mind is the benefits that supports your tagline? So I would say, I mean, the, 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 the first and, and most important part is that you have to engage and you cannot engage with someone who doesn't want to. So you have to create a space that's open and, and willing, right? Once you get someone to engage, you have to work with them so that you can enrich that experience. And the experience may be enriched by something they're going to bring to the table. It's not necessarily something that you're going to bring to the table. For instance, if you sing, love me tender, love me sweet, they start singing with you and say, oh, you know, the first time I ever heard that song was when I met my wife. I sang that song when I was walking to school. Then you can take it further. You can involve yourself in the stories of their life. And even if they're imaginary stories, they're making up at the time. So you can take that kind of enriched piece and then you empower them to tell that story through music. So what I would generally do is, is we get them with some tune, we enrich the experience by adding something from them to the experience. And then we will help to build something they can share with others and that's where this you know this, it's just the it's just the pentatonic scale but there are words that some of our participants have written um that go swaying with the breeze dancing in the trees singing dancing in the rain with an umbrella i mean it doesn't necessarily make that much sense but it's fun to sing and it's words that were designed by the participants in that moment, they're easy to remember, and it creates something that's pretty exciting when you put all of these pieces together. And I mean, I believe that in a pop song, folk song, or even a powerful classical uh, tune that stays in your mind is because it has in itself those elements of being, it, it can, you know, is has an immediate access to, has a rhythm that can sort of, um, I don't know, create, uh, has a catchy rhythm. So when you do all those, th I mean, the reason why I'm talking just sound and rhythm, because he's the one with the words, we create the music and the rhythm. So you're hitting all the, all the senses, you know, and then not only that, but since we already been working with them through their experience, their words, that they've been writing with us become a song um, in itself. And then sometimes we create scenes. Mm -hmm. We have created scenes, which is sort of equivalent to opera, Although, or, or we have quote, we've gone to pop, you know, some songs that people know. So it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's like a form of communication, right? Like they're communicating yeah, exactly. with you. So if you, if you sat there and said, hey, what do you want to have for dinner? They may not talk to your answer, but you create this connection to music and now they're communicating with you and, and bringing out their experiences or, and they don't even know it. And we've seen that with my dad in, in another situation where my dad, um, my dad was a fluent, spoke fluent Russian and forgot that he spoke Russian until someone started speaking to him in Russian. And then he was communicating Russian. He didn't even know it. Right. And, 
Um, it's just fascinating, fascinating. Yeah, it's go- it goes back to what you said about the doors. You know, the doors close. Sometimes they're all closed. Sometimes two are open and two are closed. And, you know, the- these memories are in their mind and in their history. And the more, you know, sometimes a song that maybe they listened to when they were five is what they're going to gravitate to first. And sometimes it's something that they heard last week. And sometimes it's, there's no history to it. It just is the rhythm that is just making them feel uh, happy, you know, making them feel more alive, you know. And I think anytime we can take someone who's, you know, dealing with the stresses of, of caring for someone with Alzheimer's or their loved one who is the person with Alzheimer's, you know, and bring them joy, you cannot put a price on that. You just mm-hmm. can't put a price on that. I mean, joy and the joy is contagious, just like smiles are contagious. You know, I promise you, if your loved one lights up and, and begins to engage the joy that I'm going to feel and the people around me are going to feel, it's contagious. It's, it, mm-hmm. it really is. I, I just, um, I just love it. Yeah, so, I think, go, sorry, you want to no, go? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of loved ones, you know, my my dad's mom, my grandmother, who I was very close to, did have a journey with Alzheimer's. And because I had already been working in with this type of um, what do I want to say? It sounds horrible if I say these type of people. But because I've been working with people with dementia, with Alzheimer's, I was more prepared to meet her where she was. I also wasn't her child. So I didn't need to say, you know, no, don't you remember this? Don't you remember that? You should be doing this. You should be doing that. I was able to just see her, accept what she was going to talk about that day, and maybe get out on the swing set and kick our shoes off and start moving. Things she never would have done when she was in her quote unquote right mind. But she, there was a freedom that she found to kind of release and be herself and enjoy her life through that process. And I just remember my dad and his brothers having a really hard time because she wasn't their mom. She wasn't the person they needed her to be or expected her to be. But then when I could engage with them and with her, they saw, oh, well, if we don't have expectations on what she needs to be, she brings something to the table that we can all enjoy. I mean, I don't know quite what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that I'm the person that caused that. But I think there is a value in having someone who is not intimately related to the person. Of course, I'm intimately related to my grandmother. But having that generational difference made made um, made a difference in how we were able to meet her at the table instead of saying, you got to come back to the table that we went to every night. You, does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. And I think it kind of goes back to what I said a minute ago. Um, you know, sometimes we, as the people that are closest to um, a situation, we almost sometimes speak for them. Oh, they, they wouldn't enjoy this. You know, they're, they're, they're nonverbal. So this is not something I would be interested in. Um, yet those are the people that I have witnessed myself who benefit the most and really come, you know, come alive with this, you know, with what you do and you're just so very good at it. I'm going to kind of go on and continue on that down that line and just say, you know, I want to make sure we work with caregivers. We work with the family caregivers, those unpaid family caregivers, but this is so important. What you do is so important. And I want to make sure that people that are listening that might be um, professional caregivers or people that work in 
long-term care facilities, they really should, really should think about, you know, bringing this type of program into their facility. I mean, this is, it's just so great. And, and I, I just want everyone to know about it. So we're for sure going to make sure that, you know, we share what you do with as many people as we can and, and, you know, just give people the opportunity to experience themselves. I'm, I'm, it's kind of hard if you're not there to really see the whole benefit. I think through this podcast, they're going to be able to hear some of the joy and, and kind of understand the workings of it. But, you know, I just urge anyone who's out there who, you know, is, is working with older adults, especially people that are dealing with, um, cognitive impairments, you know, that you, you know, that these type of programs are available to your communities and, um, would be just highly, highly beneficial. So, um, Peter and Carlos, if, how do people get a hold of you? Like we're going to include things in our show notes, but how can people reach out to you if they're interested in learning more? So the easiest way to get in touch with us is, uh, through our company website, which is www.romez3arts.com. And it's R-O-M-E-Z. And to remember that, you can think of the acronym REACH OUT. Through is in parenthesis because there's no T. <laughs> Music. And then it's is in parenthesis again, E-Z. Reach out through music. It's easy. Romez 3 Arts. Um, and you can send a message there. Um, our email address is uh, romez3arts at gmail.com. Um, other than that, you can also search us through, um, through partner organizations like Arts for the Aging. We're listed as a community partner with them. And uh, I think if you just get in touch with Michelle or Sean at Windward Foundation, they could certainly put you in touch with us. That we can do. We, and we would be uh, ecstatic if people reached out to us and asked us, so Peter and Carlos, um, you're going to be leading a virtual program for us later this year, which we're super excited about. And uh, it's going to be available to everybody in our community or anybody who's interested. Um, we'll also include all your contact information in, in our show notes about the, you know, everything we talked about here. Um, so I want to thank you for being on. And I have one last favor for you uh, to ask of you. So uh, we're going to wrap up. And I would love for you to, to play us out of this episode and uh, send us on our way in a, in a very happy mood. <laughs> Shall we just start playing now? Just go for it. All right, so the key is that you gotta sing along with us, right? So we're gonna just use the word chaleco. Can you say chaleco? Chaleco. Chaleco, 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 chala. Chaleco, 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 chala. All right, so we're gonna start with that. Chaleco, 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 chala. Chaleco, 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 chala. Chaleco, 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 chala. Say it again. Chaleco, 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 chala. I'm happy, I'm happy to be with you today. I'm happy, I'm so happy, happy. all my cares are going away. Chaleco, chaleco, chaleco. chaleco.